want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. Anything in life worth having requires diligence and consistency, but so many of us are trying to look the part and not do the work that it requires us to get there. Let's tune in as Pastor John brings the word, avoid the shortcuts. Um, I'm not going to be up here long. I'm not going to get too detailed, but I'm going to give you just enough to get you over. You got you guys with me. Sometimes people want to be overfilling and running over, but sometimes you just got to go work with what you get. You get. You guys, anybody play dominoes? You, whatever you pick, you got to play with. Huh? You can't, you can't sit down and talk about, oh, no, I don't want this one. Well, I'm going to give you enough for you to be able to play this game of life. But it's enough that's going to be able to get you to the next level. Uh, and I do want to say, I need you guys to bear with me this morning. And because this morning, I'm actually going to be speaking a lot of Spanish. Is that okay? Yeah. Now, I'm doing that because, once again, I'm learning. And God just, as we were last week in, in Seattle... I was preaching in Seattle, and I didn't realize how many Latinos were in the congregation. It was a congregation. There was probably about 300, 400 people, um, and I didn't realize it, but because of the covenant that I have with God to, be, to speak Spanish, and I would speak Spanish wherever I go and preach. I always at least open up, say something in Spanish um, because of the covenant I have with God and, what, and the dreams that he has for me. So I just did it, just to keep the promise, and I saw a miracle of God happen. Um, I'm sharing this with you guys because, you know, a lot of times you guys just don't realize when you're obedient to God's word, you never know what you're doing. Just a simple thing. I'm going to tell you what I said in Spanish. I said, welcome to the 15th anniversary of Faith and Victory Church. It is good to be here and God bless you. That's all I said in Spanish. When I was done preaching, I didn't say anything else in Spanish. I went down on the floor. I was greeting people, talking to people. And I was looking down, talking to one person. When I look up, there was about 13 or 14 Latinos all standing here. They didn't know each other. They were just different people. One of the people came to me and said, uh, she told me her name. She says, thank you for speaking Spanish. This is my friend. She doesn't speak English. She's from Mexico. And I brought her to church for her first time today. And as I look at the young lady, she's got tears in her eyes, and she says to me in Spanish, your Spanish was perfect, thank you, and God bless you. That's what she said to me. And I'm looking, and the other girl says, I've been a member of this church for just a couple of weeks, and now I know that I'm going to stay here at this church. Then the next people were coming. Of course, everybody's speaking Spanish to me because I spoke Spanish, and they think I'm fluent in Spanish. (laughs) I'm only picking up a couple of words, but I'm hearing thank you. I'm hearing, bless you. One young lady says, I have family that would love to come, but they don't speak English. So I was like, okay, great. So once that was done, everybody was thanking me in Spanish. The pastors that were there, and there was quite a bunch of pastors that were there, came to me and they were saying, I love your vision. I have to start the same thing in my church. Even Pastor Matt himself looked at me and says, bro, I didn't realize how many Latinos we have. And I want to be able to minister to them, too. So he's going to start ministering in Spanish. He's going, to start doing, he's going to start doing the translation device here in the near future. And I was letting some of the people, I said, listen, I know, this is before I talked to Matt, I know 
the heart of your pastor. And if you just get committed, if you just get planted, there's going to be a ministry here for you to help out in because they were fluent in both languages, some of them. You'll be able to help with the translation. I'm saying all that to say this, you guys, that when God gives you a dream, and he gives you a vision. Stick with it. You never know what God has in store for you. I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not speaking Spanish just because I want to be fluent and bilingual. I, I want to be able to minister to peoples that make sense. Not just people that speak my language, but I want to be able to break barriers. I want to be able to, to show people that God loves everybody, no matter where you're from. God so loved the world. That means every language, every color, every creed. He loves the world. Listen, he loves the sinner. He loves the Muslim. He loves the Jehovah Witness. He loves them. And all he's saying to them is receive me. You can turn me down up here. Ox one. He says, all you have to do is receive me. Don't get it twisted. Just because he loves you doesn't mean that you're in him. Amen. How many people here got dreams in their lives? Huh? You guys got dreams? How many people are working towards those dreams? Yeah? Okay. You've been working on those dreams for a long time, and sometimes those dreams seem to take a long time to get there. Amen? You're like, man, when's this going to happen? All right? I know just in this uh, fitness journey and watching my wife and including myself, there's things that you want done. I mean, my wife made fun of me a couple weeks ago talking about, I got a six-pack. Want to see my six-pack? I don't have a six-pack. I don't, huh, Judah? Judah let me know. He says, Dad, you have a four-pack. He made me lift up my shirt, and he counted them. One, two, three, four, fat. <laughs> Gotta love a child that tells the truth. He, nobody told him that. He didn't make that up. He was just like, Dad, I'm just letting you know. But I have a dream, and, and I have these visions, but... There's some things that I want to share with you today about your dreams and your visions and, and, and these goals that you have in your life. There's something that's very important that you need to know, and that is avoid the shortcuts. Avoid the shortcuts. Evitar los atajos. Now, I got a story to tell you guys. You guys ready? There was once a woman who had decided to take a shortcut to cleaning the birdcage that housed her pet canary, Chippy. Hubo una vez una mujer que había decidido tomar un atajo para limpiar la jaula de pájaros que abrigada a su mascota canario chippy. Now, wanting to hurry, she decided to clean the cage with the vacuum cleaner. Quiero apurarse, decidido limpiar la jaula con la aspiradora. Shortening the process even further, she took off the attachment and was using the full hose to remove the debris from the cage. Acortando aún más el proceso, ella retiró el accesorio y estaba usando la maguera completa para quitar los restos de la jaula. And suddenly the telephone rang. De repente, sonó el teléfono. She turned to answer it, se volvió para responder, and when she heard a loud whoosh, 
cuando escucho el fuerte whoosh. She knew immediately what had happened. Chippy had been sucked into the vacuum bag. Ella supo del inmediato lo que había sucedido. Chippy había sido absorbido por la bolsa de la aspiradora. And quickly, she hung up the phone, opened up the bag, and found Chippy. Ella rapidamente colgó el teléfono, abrió la bolsa y encontró a Chippy. She found him still alive, todavía vivo persucio, sucio. She went to the bathroom, turned on the water faucet full force, and put Chippy beneath it. Ella fue al baño, abrió el grifo, grif, grifo con todas sus fuerzas y colocó a Chippy debajo. And a few minutes later, he was clean, but shivering. Unos momentos más tarde estaba limpio, pero temblando. Seeing the hairdryer on the counter, el vio el secado de pelo en el mostrador, she picked it up and turned it on on high and quickly had Chippy dry, warm, and back in the cage. Ella lo recogió, ella lo prendió y rápidamente tenía a Chippy seco tibio y de vuelta en la jaula. The entire procedure had only taken a few minutes. Todo el procedimiento tomó solo unos minutos. Uh, minutos. But days later, someone asked, how's Chippy? Diez después, alguien preguntó, ¿cómo está Chippy? Well, she said, he seems okay. Bueno, Dio, está bien. Except that he doesn't sing anymore. He just sits and stares out into the room. Let me explain. This lady had decided to take a shortcut and nearly succeeded in taking the life out of her poor bird. Saints, trying to take shortcuts in your walk with Christ may not kill you, but it can sideline your purpose and effectiveness in the kingdom. So we saw Chippy. He was fine. He went through a lot. But because of the shortcut, he was just existing and not thriving. Avoid the shortcuts. Evitar los atajos. Hay momentos en los que los excesos directos son buenos. There are times when shortcuts are okay. Pero hay otros momentos en los que no te atreves a tomar esos atajos. But there are other times when you don't dare take a shortcut. Uno de esas veces es cuando estás lendidando con tu caminar y tu relación con Jesucristo. One of those times is when you're dealing with your walk and your relationship with God. Si tomo atajos con su cristianismo, te dejar sin vida. If you take shortcuts with your Christianity, you can end up taking the life right out of you. Jeremiah 29 and 11. 
It says this, for I know the thoughts or the plans that I have toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope or an expected end. Listen, you guys, God's plan for us is a good one. God's plan, not the God's plan that Drake is talking about. His plan for us is for him to see his glory reflected in us. That's God's plan for us. He wants to see his glory reflected from you. So God wants to put his glory on us. That's his plan. No matter what way or what route God wants you to take, at the end of it, he wants to see his glory being shown through you. But there is a glory that is from God that can crush us if we aren't prepared for it. Dios quiere ver son gloria en nosotros, pero hay una gloria que puede aplastarnos. If we don't have the strength and stamina and good character, God's glory will crush us. You guys saying, well, what does that mean? Well, let me help you. There's so many people that make it to the top really fast. Everybody wants a shortcut. Everybody wants to look good. For instance, you're seeing everybody's getting implants now. And I'm not even talking about women. I'm seeing these guys now, these, you know, the guys want to get buff real quick so they get abdominal implants so they'll have that six pack. They're getting chest implants so they have the big chest, shoulder implants, bicep implants, calf implants, and by the time you're done, you look like a bodybuilder. You took a bunch of shortcuts. You got what you wanted to get. You got, you got to your result in a matter of maybe a month with after all the surgeries. It may have taken you maybe two years to look like that with hard work and dedication. You would get those abs. You would get those shoulders. You would get those calves with constant work. But instead, you decided to take a shortcut and do the surgery. But the problem is it looks good, but there's no strength behind the look. But you took a shortcut to get the look, but you can't get a shortcut to get the strength. So somebody sees you, somebody that's worked hard for it, has been working for years, gets in great shape, and they say, hey, man, I'm about to go work out. You want to come work out? You look about as my size. You probably can bench as much as I can bench. So he lays down on the bench, and he's got 315. He reps it out and lays it down. Now it's your turn because you had all the surgeries. You looked apart, but when you get under it, get under the weight, you go to pick it up, it slams down on your chest, and it crushes you. Come on, somebody. See, there's a glory that God wants to place on your life that if you don't work hard for it, by the time it's time for you to get that glory, it will crush you. Listen, strength, stamina, and good character are formed in the struggle. See, you have to have strength, stamina, and good character in order to handle the glory of God. Why do you think you see so many preachers that make it to the top so fast fall even quickly, faster? There's times that you sit there and go, how did that dude fall? I thought he was a man of God. How did that star, that person, those, ch those children's stars, how can most of our children's stars end up drug addicts? They end up worse, just way out there. I, I don't want to get too detailed. Because they made it to stardom so fast that they weren't able to handle the weight and the pressure of that glory. We have to have strength, stamina, and good character. Strength means this. The harder it is, the stronger I get. 
If you got a dream right now and it's taking it's hard for you to get there, it's like, man, this is hard. I don't know if I can do it. Keep doing it. Because the harder it is, the stronger you get. When I work out, the harder, the heavier the weight is as I'm working out, the stronger I get. Stamina. Why do we need stamina? Because the longer it takes, the more patience, endurance I have for the future. You guys realize what you're going through now is just preparing you for what's going on down the road. And if you take a shortcut. Colossians 1:11 says this strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Listen, while you're going through what you're going through, while you're you're headed for your purpose, while you're trying to fulfill your dream and it's taking a long time, don't sit back and complain. Don't try to get shortcuts because you have to realize that you're gaining strength. You're gaining patience. You're getting long suffering. So when you get to your goal, you'll be able to stay there and not let that glory crush you. Do you know that there's so many people, and I, I forget what the statistic is, but there's people that were dirt poor, and they won the lottery and won millions of dollars. And like three or four years later, they're more broke than they were before they started the whole thing. How can that happen? Because they wasn't ready for the glory. There's some of us in here right now. You've been praying, God, I want to be a millionaire. Well, if God made you a millionaire today, you'd be more broke tomorrow. Matter of fact, because our character isn't strong enough and good enough to deal with that kind of money, a lot of us would turn from God. Mm. So many of us pray for things and we get mad at God for him not giving us. Don't you know that God loves you? Anybody got little children? Okay, you guys remember your kids were like 10, 10 years old? Would you let them drive the car? Why? Because they'd hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. So does that make you wrong? Does that make you mean? No, because you know what's best for your child. They're not responsible enough. They're not mature enough. They don't have the character to get the car right now. So that's what God does for us. There's a lot of things that we desire from God, even in our plans, in our dreams, in our visions that we have. But God says, I can't give it to you right now, because if I give it to you right now, you're going to hurt other people as well as yourself. People in here have dreams and aspirations. They want businesses. There's goals. There's there's marriages. There's relationships that you've been dreaming about that God has given you. And he wants you to have them. But you're just not ready for it yet. God wants you to have good character. And what is good character? Well, character can go both ways. There's good character and bad character. But you notice I said good character. And in good character, there's integrity, honesty, loyalty, selflessness, accountability, and self-control. If you're missing any one of these, you don't have good character. Integrity, you know what that means? Doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Honesty, always telling the truth. Don't beat around the bush, just say it. Loyalty, one of the hardest words that people, that people have to deal with while they're in church, commitment. That's all loyalty is, committed, doing what you say you're going to do. Selflessness, part of good character is not being self-centered. Part of good character is thinking about your brother more highly than yourself. Accountability, look, a lot of times we want to be on our own so we can do our own thing. But accountability will help you stay on the right track. 
in the plan and purpose that God has for you. And the last thing is self-control. You know, self-control is not just not sinning. Well, outwardly, like, well, I got self-control and I can't help myself. But there's times that you get real angry. Anybody ever been mad? Okay, how about this? You're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off. Do you wave at them? Minus four fingers? Huh? Self-control. Self-control isn't just during the times that you're, you're calm, but self-control is when you're angry. That's why the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. See, a lot of times we don't have that self-control. Uh, for instance, good character, a good way to find out if you have self-control is drop something heavy on your foot. And whatever comes out of your mouth will let you know how much self-control you have. One of the reasons why we, why our dreams could be taking so long, or one of the reasons why it's taking, taking so long for us to go get where we're, we want to go is because God doesn't want to see us fall when we get there. God don't want to see us fall, you guys. It's not like God has forgotten about your plan and your purpose. And God's not, God's given you that dream. He wants to see it happen. He gave you the dream so that you could feel the, fulfill the dream because once you fulfill the dream, then the glory of God could be shown through you. He wants that. James 1 and 4 says, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. I want to be rich now. Can, any, can anybody say amen? amen? Who wants to be rich today? I do too. I really do. But I can tell you what I think will happen to me if somebody throws $250 million on me. I can tell you what I think I'd do. But God knows exactly what I'll do. See, we deceive ourselves a lot of times thinking that we're so righteous and holy. Oh, praise God, I'd get $250 million. I First thing I do is tithe to the church. I heard a couple of laughing. Praise <laughs> God. You know, it's, it, it's easy to say you'll tithe off of $250 million until you start writing the check and start seeing how many zeros you got to put down on that check. And you're like, well, I'm just going to help you guys out. Can I just be honest? If you can't tithe off of $500, you'll never tithe off of $250 million. Amen. If you can't pray at home by yourself, you ain't going to pray in front of people. If you can't witness to people out on the street, you ain't going to witness up here on the pulpit. Right. You got to have patience. See, there's a thing that, that, that God says, there, let it have patience, have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. If you get that $250 million, I'm just using money because everybody wants money. If you get two hundred fifty. million, now, $250 million now, you're going to start wanting a lot of things. See, if you're content now and you get $250 million, you're not going to be rushing out buying a whole bunch of stuff you don't need because I'm content. Yeah. I don't need the Bentley. I don't need a new girlfriend or new wife. I don't need a new husband. As you guys know, today we're celebrating nine, our ninth year of church, and church anniversary and ministry. Praise God. I'm excited about it. 
We've come a long way in a short time. Exciting. Sometimes it's been very challenging. But we as a church had many opportunities to do one of these three things. And I'd like to share this with you. We've had an opportunity to take the elevator, to take the escalator, or take the stairs. It's been presented to us. Take the elevator, take the escalator, or take the stairs. Now, all these methods are made to get you to the next level. But two of them are shortcuts, and one of them is God's plan. Avoid the shortcuts. Let me tell you about the elevator. The elevator is the quickest and most convenient way to get to the next level. All you have to do is just get in. You guys will catch it in a second. See, I'll get you there. I just need you to get in. The elevator gives you a sense of control, but really, you got to go where the elevator takes you. You guys, you guys ever go, okay, I'm getting an elevator in your building. You go, I want to go to the 20th floor. And you press that 20th floor because this is where I want to go. But for some reason, you stop. It's like, I didn't want to go to the second floor. And you got to wait. Then it takes you to the fourth floor and it stops. Then you got to wait. I don't know about you, but has anybody ever been stuck on an elevator? So I'm, I'm, this is an analogy, you guys, I, just in case you don't catch it. We as a church were offered the elevator. All we had to do was just come in. There were other organizations and churches that said to us, listen, you got what it takes. I can help you get there and you don't have to work so hard for it because I've been there. And there was churches that just all you have to do is just come on in. Take the shortcut and I'll help you. But the problem was I knew that once I got in, I had to go wherever the elevator was taking me. And see, there's things in your life. There's people, there's dreams, there's things like that that people are looking at you. Some of you guys may have companies. And some of those bigger companies that have been there, some of you guys may have business, some of those bigger businesses that have been there, they're looking at you and going, hey, I can help you. You can make really good money. You could do this. And they're saying, just come on in the elevator because I'll get you there faster. Let me share something with you. If God didn't give you that plan, don't do it. Do not sell out God's dream for some money. I wish I had more people clapping. Because you'd understand it. Because we get so caught off with the money. Listen, God's plan for you isn't about cash. It's about his glory. Avoid the shortcuts. It's funny because when I, when I, when they, you know, they were all nice and everything when they were telling you to get on the elevator. But when you said, you know what? No, no, thank you. Then all of a sudden they look at you and the door shuts. The cold part about it is it's very discouraging when you're sitting there and you're like, God didn't tell me to take the elevator, but you see everybody else getting on the elevator. And you're like looking at them like, don't get on the elevator. And the door shuts and they're on for the ride. I've seen so many people thinking they were going to the 20th floor and they got to the second floor and told to get out. Your dream, your vision in the plan that God has given you is for you. Don't sell it out for money. Number two, the escalator. Now, the escalator is just an upward-moving conveyor belt. Amen? You guys know what a conveyor belt? When I think of a conveyor belt, I think of factory. 
The escalator represents, I can get you there faster, but you're going to look, act, and smell like everyone else. <laughs> Y'all didn't catch that. See, in factories, they make replicas. And during the conveyor belt, you see the same thing down the line. Nothing's changed. You're like everybody else. And, and I'm here to tell you that if we would have took this and people offered us the opportunity, look, you can do this. If you take this format, you could do this in their church. If you do this, you're going to grow faster. If you do this, you'll get more people. But if we did that, what they offered us, we'd be like every other church. We would not be authentic. We would not be unique. See, when God gives you a dream, he gives you a dream that's unique and authentic for you. He doesn't want you copying anybody else. God will give you a plan that's unlike anybody else's so that you can stand out. See, God doesn't want you like everybody else. Look at how he created us. If God wanted us like each other, we'd all look the same. We all speak the same language and we'd have the same thumbprint. It's evidence of God wanting different things for different people. Because his glory is shown differently through each person. God told us, he said, God, when we were offered the escalator and, and people were like, here, you know, we have this plan. You could just do this. You can keep the name of the church, but we just want you to do this. And I was like, God didn't tell me to do that. Well, look, let me lead you. I can help you. All you got to do is I, I, I could be your, your manager, per se. And I'm just using this in business sense. In, in church, it's like, I'll be your bishop. I'll be your, your overseer. And I'll help you with some certain things to get you on that way. I got all kinds of plans. And you can implement this at your church. And you can implement that at your church. And your greeters will do this. And this is how you'll have meeting. No, it's not what God showed us. I've seen so many people jump on. They're actually looking for the escalator. Because they see what other churches are doing. They see what other people are doing. And they want to be just like them. When we're trying to be just like Christ. Christ didn't do it like Moses. Christ didn't do it like David. Christ didn't do it like anybody else. He did it his way. And God is saying this. Do it God's way. God's plan. Avoid the shortcuts. As I close. The stairs represent work. I'll tell you right now, nobody likes taking the stairs. Anybody here like taking the stairs? Yeah, you'll take the stairs if you know it's only one floor. I'll take you to San Francisco. If you got to be on the 23rd floor, you ain't thinking about the stairs. They, 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 can't, they can't fool me. They, they can't fool me. The stairs represent work. It represents time. But the stairs will build strength and they'll build stamina. You guys listen to this as I close. I'm telling you right now. Listen to this. It's very important. There's an old saying in church. New level, new devil. As I, was, as I was studying this came down, it, it hit me. I'm taking the stairs to get to another level. And every level I get to, there's another devil. You guys with me? See, the elevator will get you to a new level. And the escalator will get you to a new level. But when you get there, you won't have the strength, the stamina to fight that new devil. That was a shout moment right there. 
See, everybody wants to get there quick, but they don't realize there's an enemy of your soul waiting on you. And if you get there quickly, you won't have the strength, the stamina, or the good character to fight him. That's why God says, I have got the stairs for you to take. Because it's going slow, and it's hard, and I'm getting tired, God. But God says, keep going. Because when you go up, by the time you get to that first floor, you have built up your strength to be able to fight that devil. And then once you're done fighting that devil, you got to get to the next level. I wish I had some business owners in here to understand. Danny, you know what I'm talking about. You guys got different levels. Every time, every time you get to a new level of success, something else comes to try to bump you down. It's happening us in church. It seems like every moment we grow and every level that we get of growing and maturity, no matter what the level it is, some new devil, some new, some new something happens. But if we rushed to get there, we would have never had the strength to deal with it. Is it still hard? Yes. Is the fight still tough? Yes. But we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. You know how he strengthens you? By taking the stairs. You think that he just gives you strength and you're like, Shazam! No. He strengthens you by allowing you to giving you tests and giving you trials to prepare you for the battle. When you take the stairs or when you don't take the stairs, when you avoid the shortcuts, you'll get to that new level, but you will not have built up your strength to fight that new devil. God wants to fulfill those dreams in you because he's given them to you. But like any good father, he doesn't want to put more on you than you can handle. We, we sing the song, he's a good, good father. But why would he fulfill your dreams if he knows it's going to crush you? Bible said that God has ordered your steps according to Psalms 37 and 23 that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and in those steps he's building your strength in those steps he's building your stamina and in those in those steps he's building your good character so you'll be able to bear the glory that he desires to reflect off of your life if you try to skip or circumvent any of those steps the glory you desire will crush you because in the end, the glory is God's, not yours. You guys remember Moses up on top of the mountain, the Mount Moriah? And he gets looks, he looks, you know, he's standing here before God. He says, God, show me your glory. God says, I can't, because it'll kill you. God's glory will still kill you. You can't handle it. So you know what he had to do to Moses? Bible says that he hid him, I mean, hid him in the cleft of a rock. First, he put him upon the rock, and then he hid him in the cleft of a rock. Anybody read their Bibles? For the Lord is my rock and my salvation. He put him on the foundation of Jesus Christ, the rock. Then he hid him in Christ, the rock. Then his glory was able to pass by him. See, what God's trying to tell you, saints, you got to be in Jesus. You got to deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow him. If you want to be hid in Christ, you got to act like Christ. 
You know, the Bible says if, no, if, if, if a man doesn't deny himself and bear his cross, he is not worthy of Jesus. God will let you go. If you want to take the stairs, I mean, if you want to take the escalator, if you want to take the elevator, he'll let you. But that's not his will for you. He's still saying, my glory will crush you. But God's saying today, avoid the shortcuts. Take the stairs. You're in need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Another translation says, you will receive the promise. But so many of us are quitting before we get there. And so many of us right now, now listen, I mentioned businesses, just, it, it, just, it just hit me. It's not only businesses, it's also relationships. Be patient. Wait on the Lord. Take the stairs. Avoid the shortcuts. And God will bless you. He'll give you the strength, the stamina, and the good character to be able to bear the weight that he desires to place on you. And that's his glory. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Listen, saints, there, there was a time in our ministry, as I said earlier, that we could have took shortcuts. We haven't taken any shortcuts. And things have been, I, the minute, and it's been a joy, but it, it isn't like just easy. Life is not easy. We got to get out of that mindset that in my struggle, I got strength. If we get out of our minds that, that everything's going to be easy, then we know when things start getting hard that we can make it through the hardships with Christ. I want to see more of your, your dreams and your visions come true. I want to hear the testimonies, how you waited on God. I want to hear the testimonies on how hard it was to get up that third flight of stairs. Because I know as you're struggling, you're getting strength. I know as you're struggling, you're getting your stamina, your endurance. You're gaining patience. And I know when you're going through all that, I know your character is being formed and strengthened. Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works that glorifies who? God has placed and given you that work, but it's to glorify him and not you. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast, but we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today, or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.